Hello? Oh, there you are. Oh, there it is. There it is. See, I messed up the mic. You didn't hit the <laughs> button. Apparently, you have to turn it on. Oh, well. Yeah. Hi, Brendan. How are you? I'm good. Seaton, how are you? Good. It's been a little while since we podcasted. I know. Uh, what's new in your world? Not much. Just uh, getting ready for the uh, the year. It feels like... Getting feels ready like, for the year. What does that mean? Uh, football season. Oh, football season. Yeah. yeah. It, it feels like going back to school at the studio. Yeah, it's I, like it's coming, and it's like, oh, here it is. September. And it is, it is like back to school time. Yeah, yeah. It's that. It, it's all there. It reminds me of being a kid again. It's great. Yeah, this is gonna. I love fall, man. It's my favorite season by far. Easily. Although I like winter too. Same. Um, and actually, the only season that I'm starting to not like a whole lot uh, mm-hmm. is the summer. Yeah, I feel like it could be a lot shorter. It and, could be shorter. I would like more spring, and I would like more fall. Yeah, but it seems like it's getting longer. Yeah, it does. It does. Everything's just getting hotter. And it's, uh, I mean, my birthday's in the summer, so that's cool. And I like the beach. I like mm-hmm. water sports and boats and stuff like that. But the heat, I'm just not, I'm becoming much more averse to it yeah. than I had previously. I don't know what's happening to my blood. Just sitting in a car in the heat in traffic, it's just not, I know we don't have it as bad as people in L.A., but oh yeah. my God. There's certainly worse, you know, heat places. But the, I think part of the problem, too, is that, I, at this point, my wardrobe can only consist of like <laughs> pants and jeans and flannel shirts and hoodies. And when I'm forced to move out of that, I'm very uncomfortable. Oh yeah, I just feel really weird and out of sorts. Yeah, I uh, ah, God, oh, my pants <laughs> when I get out of the car after just sitting for an. I don't need hour to know that. 15? Yeah, you do. I don't need to talk yeah, about you your do. pants. It's gross. It's nasty. Yeah, it is nasty. This is gonna be a funny football season too because now Dan. Uh, doesn't have that side gig anymore. I know. So, uh, you know, he's not going to be able to, you know, sometime in November be like, yo, I've been working seven days a week for the last three months. By the way. Oh, yeah, by the way, while you guys are at home watching football, I'm working, okay? I'm entertaining a nation. Yo. Um, so, yeah, this will be an interesting one coming up for mm. sure. Uh, I think we're trying to plan a, a trip to Los Angeles this football season. Soon. Yeah, I think so. I just threw out a date. I can't say it because uh, it's not, like, confirmed or anything. And I, actually, it hasn't even really been spoken about, except for today when I mentioned it. But there could be one out there very soon. And then looking at, I don't know, maybe October-ish. Seems to be the going Okay. Rate, you okay. know? Um, very nice. Yeah, that would be sweet. We haven't been out there in a while. Mm-mm. I like Los Angeles. Yeah. LA's fun. Always a good trip. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I find that New York City, I'm there enough that I don't want to move there anymore. And Los Angeles, I find I'm there enough. I don't want to really move there anymore. Right. I'm pretty good. Like yeah. I get my it scratches the itch. Yeah. I could be there a little more because I because I do I do like it out there. And if push came to shove, I would move there in two seconds for sure. Um, I, I could go for one more LA trip a year. Yeah. I Just feel like, one. I feel like I, I feel like three or four for a week at a time is yeah. is about as good as you could get That's with that perfect. kind of trip. Because you get to the end of it and you're like, oh man, I'm can't wait to be home. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Where you're like, all right, I've had enough. I'm ready yeah. to go home now. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, so how was? Uh, so you had a you had a little vacation just recently. Yeah, Speaking dude. Of going places. Speaking of going places, yeah, I had a rad trip. I had a lifetime trip. Yeah. Uh, we went to Paris and then Amsterdam. Spent about three days in each, give or take, mm-hmm. which was which was so sick. Um, and you know, it's fun. I've always wanted to go to Paris my whole life. It's something about that city. I've always wanted to go see it, and really, I've wanted to go see the uh, Eiffel Tower. No, not the Eiffel the Tower. The Louvre. No, uh, the underground. Oh, 
really I've always really wanted to go see the catacombs, catacombs. there. Catacombs. Nice. And there's you know there's under underground they had you know I think because of like the plague and all this stuff they just had. Uh, Paris has a long history of death, mm-hmm. and they just had millions and millions of dead people, and they ran out of room for where to put them, and then eventually put them all underground. And somebody somewhere was like, "Hey, why don't we make these all into like awesome." pieces of art like the walls yeah. and everything is all skulls and bones and stuff uh sick and i really i've always wanted to go see that i didn't get to see it this time <laughs> out there so it's good though i'm okay with that because it's not, it means another trip to uh paris yeah certainly in our future you'd go back i'm guessing oh in two seconds yeah two seconds i would I would go there today if you were like hey we got tickets sick let's go do it Let um, rip. although P- amsterdam was never really somewhere that i'd ever considered going on vacation before yeah um and i mean i know all about uh, you know, like it's history with coffee shops and the red light district and all of that stuff. Bicycles. Oh, bicycles. All of that stuff is like, yeah, I'll go check that out. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it never really was made my bucket list. And then one day I got a text from my wife who she was like, hey, there's super cheap tickets for to Amsterdam right now. I can, do you want me to buy them? They're crazy cheap. I feel like we should just get them now. And we just kind of made the, traditionally we'll always push stuff off. Be like, well, let's think about it a little bit, and let's see if it's really something that we want to do, and if it makes sense, and all of this stuff. And instead, this time, what, what usually happens there is we don't end up doing any of the things that we were planning because we pushed it all off. That now we missed it. And you're like, well, right. why did we overthink this so much? Why didn't we just do it? Mm-hmm. And so in this case, uh, she's like, you know, these tickets to Amsterdam are crazy cheap. Should we just buy them? And you're like, yeah. You know what? Screw it. Just buy it. It uh, lined up with a week that we were having off. And it was just like, all right, I never really thought of going to Amsterdam, but just buy them and, and let's go. It's awesome. That's and awesome. then I thought, well, I know that Amsterdam is not very far from Paris. Maybe we can take a train down there. I've always, another thing I've wanted to do was take a high speed train in Europe, which you know, mm-hmm. we don't have them here. No. And I've always wanted to take that, even though I take the train all the time. There's just something cool about seeing the, you know, European countryside, uh, you know, of, of France and you go through Belgium uh, and the Netherlands, that just seemed pretty awesome. So uh, we figured that out, took the train. Uh, as soon as we landed in Paris, or excuse me, as soon as we landed in Amsterdam, we hopped right on the train to Paris, stayed there for three days, uh, rented an apartment there, which was really cool. See, that's the thing about travel. You don't need hotels anymore. No, Airbnb is killing. Right, Airbnb. So this time we actually used VRBO, Okay. Uh, which is another like Airbnb type mm-hmm. I think it's Vacation Rentals by right. Owner, I think, uh, VRBO. I think that's yeah. what that stands for. Um, and we got uh, we got this awesome apartment. It was gorgeous. It was really cheap comparative, you know, compared to what you're going to pay at a hotel. It was beautiful. It was like really, it was in a, I think in New York City you would call it a pre-war building. But it was a very old building with all these great details and high ceilings. Uh, everything was super modern inside, though. And it was it was awesome, right, in the second arrondissement. I believe they call it, Ooh. which you know Paris is sort of built in circles, mm-hmm. and each circle has a, a different number. Um, so we were there. We were close to all the tourist stuff. Uh, there was lining our street, which was like the Rue Saint-Denis or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, was a lot of peep shows and sex shops and bars and things of that nature, which we weren't planning on. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son certainly got a kick out of it. What's that? Yeah, he <laughs> was like, Daddy, uh... <laughs> Are you seeing these pictures? That's great. <laughs> but it was actually a good little crash course for them when we got to Amsterdam and accidentally stumbled into the red light district. And he was like, whoa, daddy, did you see like that Paris. girl? <laughs> like, oh, 
boy. Yeah, you eased into it with Paris. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. He got quite, and he's right at that age too, where he's uh, he's learned how a lot of things. He knows how the whole process works. Mm-hmm. He's eight years old. He's eight and a half. He knows the whole process. He knows uh, where he came from. Yeah. He knows how he got there. Okay. He knows uh, he knows the whole thing, and apparently now I think he's a little more educated into. Uh, how the, they make money? The uh, <laughs> oldest profession in the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think he's a little the, more educated on that. The earnings that come with it. <laughs> there was this moment when we were walking. Um, well, and first of all, Paris is an amazing city. I loved it. The people were super friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the place is just gorgeous. It's like, it's truly a magical place. At least that was my take on it. I thought it was just amazing and lovely. Yeah. Um, it get, that's interesting. It's cool that the people were nice because there's always such a bad rap. With, with France. And yeah. I've never experienced that. Like, I've been there a few times myself. And the people have always just been super, super polite and helpful. And I think, I think the people that have a bad time probably maybe go in with a bad attitude to start with. But I I'd never experienced, like, the stuffy, like, oh, the Americans. No, you thing, know what? You know? I found that, I mean, I, people didn't bend over backwards to go out of their way to help me. Right. M- much like I don't know that people here do. I, you know, and so I was very prepared for this negative, uh, you know, rude people kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I think if you just go into those situations understanding that uh, if you're at this coffee shop and you're just trying to get a croissant and some coffee, an Americano. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, you're messing up the process for them by not knowing how to speak the language. And you just say, you know, I'm sorry I don't speak French, I only speak English, but can I have this? Can I have that? And they'll help you expedite the process, and then you move on. Yeah. But they're not going to be like, oh, let me, okay, oh, all Gosh, right. Come on hey, around come back. On around let me show over you here. how let we me, do everything. Let me show you how this works. It's okay. the espresso machine. No, they're at work, and they're like, yeah. all right, yeah, just, I understand. You don't know what you're boom, doing? Boom, okay, boom. bang, let's just do this and get out. Cool. And I'm very, I'm great with that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that place is awesome. Uh, but there was, uh, there was this moment. When we were, we're so we're talking about the red light district, and we're, <laughs> we stumbled upon, uh, we were just walking around before dinner looking for a place to eat, and uh, you just turn a corner, and we didn't really notice anything odd. Mm-hmm. It's, the streets there are packed. There's right. a million people there at all times. Mm-hmm. So it was just like any other street, and they're very old and narrow, and you turn, and we're walking, and it's just a crowded street like all the others, and then my wife looks up at me and she goes, well, that's interesting, a banana show. (laughs) And there's a picture of a woman um, scantily clad sitting Mm -hmm. on a banana like it's a swing, like a a swing you'd see in a park, and she's swinging like this. And then I'm like, huh, and I'm looking at the sign, and you could it hit her first where she was like, oh, I think I know what a banana show is. And she looks at me, and then that's when, like, you sort of, get a wider view of the street and you notice all of these red lights and a lot of windows mm. and people looking in the windows and you're like, Oh crap. So we are like, we're in it right at this point. And we're like, okay, let's just go to the next block and turn out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And just in that one block was a lifetime education for this, for this young man, this young boy <laughs> next to me. Right. Who was like, when in a boy came out a man. Yeah, on the other he side. Sure did. <laughs> we're like, Oh my God, are we bad parents right now? We did see other people with their kid though. And it was like, okay, I feel less bad about yeah. that. Yeah, and you you were, you know, sabotaged with it. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Although, yeah. I, as parents, we're very uh, honest with him and upfront and sort of frank about things like that and sort of really in an effort to destigmatize sex and yeah. your body 
and respect for other people's bodies and and these kinds of things and just trying to uh, foster that spirit of you know you you can you can talk to us because we're not going to lie to you and right. it's better for you to get this information from us than from your buddy at school yeah that's and a that, good way it's a good attitude that's what we're trying to do yeah. so uh, i don't know maybe staying outside of sex shops for half a week and then walking through the world's largest open market for sex yeah. In one week may have been a little extreme. Yeah. But I uh, feel like just going to Paris in general, it's going to open up like they have a totally different attitude towards sex there. Oh, yeah. Europe in general. Definitely. Like movies, the, the, the rating system for films there, it's like if there's violence or like guns or anything, it's rated R. Mm. Like sex and stuff, they're like, ah, PG-13. They don't, it's, it's a very different sort of sensor system there. And but, even just... The amount of like drinking and smoking that people do there, yeah. Which my son now, when he sees somebody smoking, he's like, "Oh, smoking, that's bad." Which is good. He shouldn't want to smoke, and I hope he doesn't ever start. Uh, he shouldn't like sort of shame people for smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, he once saw me with a cigar while I was lighting fireworks, and thought that that was like the cr- you know, oh my god, mommy, mommy, daddy's smoking. Dad, he's got a mom. It's in his mouth. Mom, he just blew out smoke, Mom. Daddy just blew out smoke out of his mouth, and he was like, it was traumatizing, I think, for him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, even just the, you know, people laying around on a Tuesday afternoon with a bottle of wine and a blanket sitting on the Seine having a bunch of cigarettes and being young and in love, you're like, man, these people know what they're doing. Yeah, big time. It's a hell of a city, for sure. It's a great city. It's a great country. Yeah, Amsterdam is awesome. It yeah. took, I immediately took to Paris. Amsterdam, it took me a minute to warm up to. Um, when you first get out, we took, like I said, we took the train from Paris back to Amsterdam. Um, and we were in the station there is called central North mm-hmm. or I think that's what it's called. Central. I know it's central, maybe central station. Um, and, uh, they, you walk out and it's like you walked into like Willy Wonka mm-hmm. or something like this is the cutest little place I've ever seen. Do you believe this is amazing? Yeah. Uh, and so then we grabbed an Uber and we were staying just about 15 minutes outside of Amsterdam in this place called Durgendam. Mm-hmm. It's just a little north and it's on this sort of coastal floodplain type place. Yeah. Uh, and it's very rural. Uh, there was cows all over the place and chickens and farm animals and all this stuff. And we just stayed in this little cottage on somebody's property overlooking all of those farm animals. And it was beautiful. Awesome. It was really gorgeous. Uh, a lot of spiders out there, a little more than I was prepared for big ones a lot of of, spiders all right yeah a lot of big spiders so if you're gonna go out and it's rural you know 15 minutes outside of the city might not seem like a big deal uh you're out there you're way out there it's a big deal to spiders it sure is sure is uh not a lot of bugs though which was nice because of all the spiders all those spiders all those spiders eating up those bugs uh so we got to our our little cottage that we rented and then Caught an Uber back into town, which was also very difficult to get that far out. Mm. Nobody wanted to go back out there to pick us up. Um, and then, so we, we've only been in the country for about an hour at this point, And we've seen almost none of Amsterdam outside of just outside mm-hmm. of the train station. And so I had gotten a recommendation from somebody on Twitter or face some social media thing about go to this place called The Butcher. It's the best cheeseburger you're ever going to have in your whole life. Um, so I didn't necessarily think of getting a cheeseburger in Amsterdam as all that exotic or, mm-hmm. you know, what the locals would do. It turns out it is. Um, but I was like, all right, why not? I'm interested in the best cheeseburger I could ever have. Sure. Regardless of country. Of so we get the car, 
we drive over there and the guy drops us off and we're just we're a couple blocks away from where the restaurant is how, how far into your time in Amsterdam is this from the time we got off the train to the time that we're getting dropped off in this place mm-hmm. i would no, it couldn't have been more than 90 minutes okay so this um, is your this is like your your real first yeah this is like yeah. actually so we got to the train station looked around and we're like wow this place looks like you know it's beautiful what a cute little chocolatey village yeah. it seemed like you know yeah uh there's all waffles everywhere and stuff like mm-hmm. this is great and then we left and went outside the city right. checked into our place and then we were coming back for dinner yep so it's really our first introduction into right the, the city right like you're saying and we get out and we walk we turn a corner the the street that the restaurant is on and it's littered with garbage I mean, not just like, oh, wow, look at all. Somebody threw away their uh, bag of McDonald's and it's blown all over the place. I mean, there were huge stacks of, of garbage bags. If you're ever in a city and you see it's garbage day and there's huge, you know, a mountain of garbage bags, those were there, but they were all ripped open and thrown all over the street. Yeah. So you couldn't go more than a step or two without having to step over some kind of trash. And it went on for blocks. It was like... It was like they just cleared out all the rioters, and then we showed up. And, like, no, none of the rioters and cops are there, but all of the garbage and refuse was left over. So we were like, ugh, this is kind of gross. And I'm like, yeah, figured party town. Of course, this is what you get, right? Um, So we're walking down the street. We get outside of the restaurant, and uh, we're both kind of, like, grossed out because of all the garbage and stuff. And the restaurant was very crowded, and there was people there, and it— was clearly a successful business, but we were like, I don't know if I just feel like eating around all this garbage. Why don't we go find somewhere else? There's a million little restaurants around here. Let's just go find some place that doesn't have all this garbage around. Okay, mm-hmm. no problem. We turn that corner. Okay, at this point, we've only been in the city now maybe 10, 15 minutes, right, right. before we're doing We turn the corner off of the garbage lane onto the next thing where we stumble into an older woman and a younger woman screaming at each other in Dutch. Screaming. <laughs> scream and we're like oh my gosh you know and we're not we're walking by looking at them across the street like dang this is crazy other people have stopped and turned to look and the younger girl who is on her cell phone goes over to a doorway punches in like a code or something and opens the door out of that door comes a young man who i presume is like her boyfriend or they seem to be about the same age he's a younger guy Mm -hmm. and he's stuffs something that looks like a hammer into his the back of his pants, the waistband of his pants, walks down the block towards where the older woman was, who has now gone into her apartment and closed mm-hmm. the door. And this dude then begins to smash out all of the windows and smash in the door of this woman's apartment, the elderly woman's apartment. Jesus. So we're like, I thought that I was witnessing, uh, I thought I was about to see somebody get murdered. Yeah. Like that was sort of the feeling. It was horrible. It was terrifying where you're like, oh, my God, what's happening? People are starting to run now towards the sound of all this broken glass and stuff. Um, and uh, they I don't know who those people were, but the guy who had just smashed in all of the windows just turned as calmly as he walked there the first time, walked back into his apartment and closed the door. And that's all that I know about that story. Wow. Are you sure you weren't like, you didn't walk on the set of Drive 2 or something? Like it's that? possible. Or like hostile yeah. or something like that. It was crazy. That's wild. And that was our first, yeah, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes in Amsterdam. And we were like, whoa. It was really, it was like, uh, it stuck with us the rest of the day. And we thought, I don't know if I want to be in Amsterdam anymore just based on that. 
why don't we rent a car and drive the countryside mm-hmm. or something? Right. Let's figure out another plan to like, let's just get out of here. Let's go see all the windmills. There's a lot of little cute towns around here. Why don't we just go do that rather than deal with hammers and, yeah, hammers and garbage and yeah. violence and stuff like that? So uh, we eventually ate dinner, walked around a little bit, saw a little more of the city, which was actually nicer, even though it was at night. And then we went back to sleep it off. Woke up the next day and we're like, we're here. Why don't we just go at least see some of the museums or something like that and, and try to make a day of it. And then maybe we'll get a car tomorrow to drive the countryside. We go down there uh, and went to sort of like this museum square area mm-hmm. where they have uh, a whole bunch of really great museums. The Rijksmuseum is there. There's a Banksy museum that was really cool. Awesome. Uh, the Van Gogh Museum is the most famous one, I think, there. Um, so we walked around there and it was gorgeous. It was a beautiful day. There were people all over the place, just like smiling and laughing and being nice. And then we finally got a real introduction to the city, mm-hmm. uh, that then we, the, the, the garbage and fight incident was such an isolated incident. It what didn't at all represent what the city really was. Yeah. It doesn't sound like the norm. For no. Everything I've ever heard of Amsterdam, it doesn't sound like the, uh. The way they do business. Oh yeah, and no. Amsterdam is—it's like one of the safest cities in the world. When yeah. if you look at like crime percentage and stuff like that, we just happened to stumble into the craziest little pocket of Amsterdam in that that exact moment. That was just crazy, and then the rest of it was gorgeous. We had the best time. We did, like went through the canals and took that tour. We went to the museums. We went to a million little restaurants. Walked up and down the streets and the blocks all day, all night long. I mean, we were out till two in the morning sometimes. And it was fine. It was perfect. It was gorgeous. It was lovely. It was a great place. That's awesome. Yeah, I would go back there. Yeah. I wonder, have, did you look up maybe like a news article on like anything on like what happened Mm-mm. potentially locally if there was a riot and that old lady? I don't know. No, you know what? I didn't Because we didn't mark down the street or anything like that. I'm sure I could, but to be honest with you, I just wanted to forget about it. <laughs> I mean, like, ah, forget it. I don't yeah. need to, to see that. Although I did just see in the news that at that same central station a week to the day that we were there in central north i'm pretty sure it's called uh that there was like a terrorist incident there oh wow um yeah which was pretty that's scary awful yeah 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 yeah. i think two american tourists um were injured i don't think anybody had died but yeah there was a there was an incident there so hopefully those you know that certainly isn't the norm there either and Mm. i'm not i'm not trying to bag on amsterdam it was just two odd incidents that happened but it's a it was a really great place it was yeah it was awesome yeah i really enjoyed it i would go back um you could go there with your kids mm-hmm. if you want yeah you might just want to go there with your friends or right. uh you know significant other could be a youthful go place go you, go party down you could have a real good time if you're just there with your friends or your partner mm-hmm. uh and you can have just as great a time if you go there with your family and your kids right you know i ran into this one dude from uh he lived in queens and he was there with his wife, his son, and uh, his mother-in-law. Okay. You know, so it's there's a lot more to Amsterdam than, you know, weed and prostitution. Right. There's a lot more to it than that. So It's good. Yeah, a lot of art, a lot of culture. It's Just a good there. endorsement. Just, yeah, uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, I spent a lot of time talking about a weird little yeah, incident. No, it's a good, uh, it's a cautionary tale to be careful when you travel, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is necessary anytime you travel anywhere. It's just, you know, watch, have your wits about you. Yeah. Yeah. You do. You do. You want to constantly be aware that you don't know where you are. Exactly. As comfortable as you might feel, like it's good to just 
you know, having too many. I, I've had my own scary experiences when I was uh, I was in Dublin for a month and I was just really, really drunk coming home. And I just started getting hassled by these three. I would call them hooligans, like soccer hooligans started following me and like yelling stuff out at me. And I was just had this like it was a very sobering moment where I was like, I have I am way out of my depth here. Which could happen in any city, but it was still just being in another country can get spooky. So yeah, people. Uh, that's interesting. That sounds like a really scary time. Yeah, incident. And then you just keep moving and just get to a your heart well lit place, racing a you're little bit. Like, and you're like, I mean, it's happened to me in New York. <laughs> you know, it's just like your heart just starts pounding. Like, okay, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Yeah. What do I, I have in my pockets? What can I? Do I fight? Do I run? Do I? Just give up all my money? Like what? What's, what's right? Yeah. How? What? What is the proper way to handle this? Yeah. Um. Oh, and real quick, I want to tell you about. Uh, speaking of traveling, mm-hmm. I got this super sick bag for the trip, specifically for it. All right. It's. Uh, I got it from Huckberry, mm-hmm. sponsor of Off the Seaton Path. Great mm-hmm. people. Uh, is it? It's called the Patagonia Black Hole, MLC bag. It's nice. forty-five liters. It can hold. It could. You could just put a shoulder strap. It's a backpack. Uh, it's more than enough room for really what could have been. I put mine and my son's stuff in there, and we overpacked. I could have easily fit my wife's stuff in there too. Wow! If we were really being like space conscious, but it it had so much room in it, and it was really the perfect travel companion for a trip like this. Mm-hmm. When you're taking a flight from, you know, we went from Hartford to Milford to New York City to. Dublin to Amsterdam to Paris, back to Amsterdam to London, New York, and then back to Hartford. Jeez. You really don't feel like with all of those connections and all of those trains and all of those, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I wanted one bag and I didn't feel like I didn't want to check any bags. I didn't want to, I wanted all of my belongings to stay with me at all times. And uh, this Patagonia black hole bag. It was absolutely perfect, uh, and you could pick up stuff like that from uh, the good people at Huckberry. They awesome. have that there. Go to Huckberry.com. Hit them up on social media. Let them know that you heard about them from us. That mm-hmm. always goes a long way. And uh, look at all of their other great products that they sell there. They have a lot of great stuff for travel. Yeah. A bags, lot of great bags stuff. Bags are number one, but they've got so much other stuff to yeah. just, just help you out. Just like comfortable clothes, quick-drying clothes, mm-hmm. uh, like quick-drying pants or underwear, a shirt, something like that is great. You get caught out in the rain. They got awesome rain shells. Um Good everyday carry things from you know a, a good watch or a wallet. Sweet water bottle. Yeah. Traveling with a water bottle is my new my new bag. She just you always want more water, right? And you and can just fill up. Whenever. You don't have to worry about security. You pour it out. Yeah, you know, and then you can carry it through, and then you just fill it up as soon as you get get in there. It's yeah. great. That's a solid tip. Yeah, water bottle. Yeah. So Huckberry.com. Go ahead and check them out, and uh, yeah, let them know that you heard about them from uh, Off the Seat and Path and the Dan Patrick Show. Um, did you travel a lot as a kid or like, what's your history with travel? So you've said here though, because, uh, you've been in France, I think a couple of times, uh, you've been to Ireland three um, times, three times. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't travel as a kid. I only, the, the traveling and like trips we did growing up, uh, were just my brothers, my parents would just take me and my two brothers to visit family in Ohio or go up to Maine. It was never like beach Caribbean vacations or cruises or never went to Disneyland or anything like that. Didn't, this is by no means like a sob story. Like we went to like cool places and did fun stuff and went camping and 
spend time outside, but never did like, you know, the travel vacation stuff really. Yeah. But all that, I, that all that camping and all that traveling gave me like a good set of tools uh, to use for when I do travel because I feel like I travel pretty well. Um, but then at, I think the first big trip I took out of the country was with my brothers when I was 18. Uh, the three of us just went to Ireland on a whim and just saved up a bunch of money and, and went, and it was great. One of the best trips of my life. That's for awesome. Sure. But I've, I've, been a, I've been around now. Yeah. I made it a point once I got out of the house. I was just like, all right, I've got some money. I'm going to go to Iceland. Or yeah. I've got some money, you know, and somebody's offering me a job in Ireland. Uh, let's go do it. <laughs> go do Go work on a commercial for two weeks. You know, so it's, uh, yeah, I love, I love being able to, to learn more and like, I'd like to be able to, to, to travel smarter and, and take my kids to travel smarter so that you can see more things without necessarily breaking the bank and having it be this big extravagant thing. You can have adventure vacations where it doesn't, doesn't crush you. You travel at the right time. Somebody just the other day was telling me he takes four day vacations to like Iceland or Ireland or you know anywhere that's you know somewhat reachable long weekend long weekend yeah. trips to other countries are totally doable and you can do them at times of year when people aren't going because they don't have full week blocks off and you can just do it affordably he's like you don't need to make a big thing out of it it's like super stress free so yeah. it's cool do you have a favorite place that you've been to Iceland yeah definitely oh that's on my list for sure yeah yeah uh, you would dig it for sure. Yeah. It's uh, just camping, mountains, uh, just the most beautiful scenery, and the nicest people. Yeah. They're just, they're just super friendly. But how about you? Did you travel out as a kid? I know you mentioned. No, no, not really. I mean, we went to, we spent a lot of time at the Jersey Shore, a lot of time in Vermont. Growing up, I, I was lucky that my parents had, I wouldn't really call it a timeshare because it was a house that our family owned with two other families that were we were really close with. Uh, and so we all sort of split into that house, which I guess would be a timeshare. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we had a house in, in Chester, Vermont. So we spent a lot of time going up there. And then, um, you know, I, I went to Florida once. But, uh, you know, other than that, we spent a lot of time. Uh, our vacations were all drivable mm-hmm. and almost never involved flying at all. Um, and, you know, my parents... They did it. My parents did a great job at providing for us, right? I never felt like I wanted for anything. I never felt like I was missing out on anything like that. But it, yeah, and, and you know, my parents were both um, civil servants. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, my dad is a teacher. My mom worked for the city of uh, South Amboy that we grew up in. And um, so I don't know if we had. I don't think that we ever had the money to travel on big trips like that. And really, to be honest with you, the idea of just going to Europe didn't seem like the kind of thing that was possible. You know, I, I mean, even I can't even tell you one of my friends growing up that had been to Europe. No. I don't know anybody who traveled like that. It was it was such a, you know, f- no pun intended, like a foreign concept of, oh, yeah, you know what we're going to do this week? We're going to go to, um, you know, Italy for the week that we're off. And be like, well, you must be rich. Yeah, well, I, I had one friend, actually two friends that both went to Italy, and it was just like, it was just like, oh, okay, like they can go to Italy. Yeah. Like, there, there's a little like, yeah, for sure. I don't, and I don't know if air travel was really was much more expensive then, 
or if things have just become more affordable now. I don't really understand what the the difference is. Then I'm also an adult now, right? right? And I make my own money and can figure out make how to spend own my own, make my own choices, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't even seem like an option. It wasn't even something that we thought of. Of okay, let's think of make a list of all the places in the world you want to go see, and then we'll go try and do that. I ne- that wasn't even remotely in my thought process. Right. It was. Um, you know, we have a week off, right? Do you want to go to the shore of Vermont? It's kind of the way that I always thought about things, yeah. which was great. That was perfect. Sure. I never felt like, I, like I said, I never felt like I was missing out on anything. It, it just didn't even seem like it was part of my life. And then it wasn't until really then even once I became an adult and I moved out and was making my own money and paying my own bills, it still didn't even dawn on me then because I still feel like I never had the money to do it. And I never had the time to do mm. it. So even when I had a week off, I was still broke. You know, I mean, when you get into radio, you're in most cases, you're not making a lot of money. And you're just sort of hustling to get your shot and, and work your way up into a point that you do start making decent money. And then even if I had the money, I didn't have any buddies who had the money to go with me. Right. So trying to find people who have time and money at the exact same time you do is often very difficult. Right. Which shouldn't stop you i mean solo travel right can be the best yeah yeah you 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 be surprised how quick you meet people at bars and stuff and solo travels highly recommended yeah I, i i wish that i had been bold enough to do those kinds of things but there's no way i would have ever right thought about doing that and the only trip that i did take once when I, I had a little bit of money and I only had money because I actually got a credit card and maxed it out just for this one trip. I went with my friend Adam uh, for a weekend trip to Lake Tahoe to go snowboarding. Nice. And <laughs> I left at the time I was working at ESPN. I left, drove to the airport. We flew out to uh, Reno and drove from Reno to Lake Tahoe, snowboarded for two days, took a red eye back and went right back to work that Damn. next Monday. And I mean, that was the extent of my trap. And then it took me forever to pay off that credit card. (laughs) It's not the smartest strategy. No, it's not the smartest strategy, but I did it anyway. Uh, But yeah, you know, so I I think maybe more the point for me, at least in my the way of looking at things, is that travel wasn't a priority for me. And it wasn't something that I even knew I would enjoy nearly as much as I do now. I love it. And it's very much a priority. And I can't, I'm always trying to look for a new trip mm-hmm. and adventure to take and I, a lot of that comes from uh, having a family and you know my wife she is very well traveled she's been all over the place uh, she took a lot of solo travel yep. she's been uh to i don't know a dozen different places um and she when we got together she was like you know we're talking travel and stuff i'm like i've never been anywhere and she's like all right hold up there's no way that that's happening like we're going places we're gonna go see the world we're gonna go do that stuff and she's been very much you know, the driving force behind all of that. Yeah. Uh, and f- so for a lot of years, actually, we still didn't have the money to to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And now, just in the last couple of years, I feel like we figured it out a little bit and we can, you know, put together some 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 dough and some funds to, to get the three of us, you know, my, my wife and my son, to mm-hmm. different places. And it's, it's a, it's such a rewarding experience to... Uh, go to all of these places for the first time and to know that I'm seeing them for the first time. A lot of times my wife is seeing them for the first time and then so is our son. Right. And we're, it's all an adventure together Mm -hmm. and we're all figuring this out together and you learn 
and this really powerful spirit of cooperation and teamwork and everybody's hungry, everybody's tired, everybody can get frustrated. Every, how are we all playing our part to make sure that we do this right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it's a great, it's a really good bonding experience for all of us. And it's, uh, it's just, you know, I think back to being a kid, uh, you know, my dad is a history teacher and we spent a lot of time talking about, say, uh, Roman history. Right, that was one of my favorite things to study as a kid. I loved reading books about Roman history, and then to stand in front of the Colosseum with my son and my wife, and being like, "Oh my God, this is the place I've been reading about since I was, you know, five years old or whatever," and looking at pictures of. Right. Uh, it's really powerful. Yeah. You know, you're so, standing in the Roman Forum, and this dates back to you know, 100 BC or something. You're like, "What?" You got to hear about it from your father, and then you got to show it to your boy. That's sick. Yeah, yeah. That's great. It's it really is great. I feel very fortunate to to be able to do that and to to share those experiences with them. And I think um I it's sort of that is really uh what makes future travel so alluring too. Mm. You know, that you can yeah. go like all right, cool, let's go. So what's next for Team O'Connor? It's a good question. I don't know. Iceland is being thrown around a lot actually. That's at that would be a good. I would highly recommend that. The one that I want to do, if I could pick, like right off the list, bucket mm-hmm. list style, I really want to go to Peru. I really want to go to Machu Picchu. Okay. And there's something that is just it's the you you have to hike a trail up into a lost city in the sky. Mm. I don't know that there's a better adventure than that. Yeah. I, and I think I keep reading about Machu Picchu and that they're talking about closing down the, the trail to hike up there, which I think that that's been rumored for a long time because it's getting so busy and overrun kind of thing. A lot of people are doing it. Uh, I really would be bummed if I missed out on that. Yeah. Uh, so that that's right at the top of my list for sure. That's that is a must see place. I, I really want to go there. Uh, yeah. What about you? Oof. Good question. Uh, the wife and I are talking about doing Paris. Very, very soon. Mm. We may try to slip it in in the fall, potentially. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that might be the next one. She's never been. Um, so we're thinking that. Or we're also talking about Florence for a week next yeah, summer. Uh, we want to do, we want to go to places. If we do go do a week, go stay in a villa, apartment kind of situation, and then just focus on that area. I'm not a big fan of trying to jam everything in. Mm-hmm. It seems like you guys laid out Paris and Amsterdam really well between the two. Um, but I, I like going and just being like, this is the spot we're going to be. You know, if we're going to do Rome, we'll do Rome. But mm-hmm. we're going to do Florence and just chill. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, you know, it, yeah, it, I like that too. I don't like feeling like I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. I don't like feeling like I need a vacation from my vacation. Yeah, the itinerary stuff is like, well, we got to be at this museum at this time. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to go with the flow, I think. Right. Um, at least for me, I, I'm a, hey, let's figure it out. We've got, you know, you do a couple super touristy days and then you just go wander after that. Or in between those touristy days, just, I feel like you're just walking around cities. I think we talked about that. Bourdain said that. Like, don't take cabs, walk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We. I mean, we would only take cabs or an Uber if we really needed to, because it was just too far. Right. And other than that, just walking the streets day yeah. and night, it it gives you a much better sense of what a city is all about and who those people are. For sure. Um, For sure. 
And even, you know what? Actually, even before we get to Machu Picchu and stuff like that, all I really want to do since the fall is coming up is plan a nice camping trip in New England. Hell yes. That's New England is uh, one of the most underrated places. It's one of the most beautiful places you could ever see in the in the fall. 100%. And this is, we're really hitting my, my time of year for sure. So maybe last year we went to Maine and that was awesome. We did a long weekend up there. So hopefully we'll we'll try and do another you know a nice little hike camping sesh. Very cool. Uh, maybe two. Yeah, that try and get two in. Sweet. Get those legs ready for Machu Picchu. Yeah, that's it, dude. Just start training. Um. All right. Cool. Well, this sweet. is fun. This yeah, is a good conversation. Nice. All right. I'll. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, see you then. We'll okay. see you again later. Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Okay. Sir. All right.